Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another special edition of PJ's Black Circle. We weren't sure if we were going to make it back for another one last time. We were talking as if it was the end of days, but we got our juices flowing again. We got Wes. He was bugging on me. He's like, dude, we're not going to stop this, and we're going to pull in all the guns. So yet again, we have... Our main man, holding down the East Coast, YouTube extraordinaire, guitar guru, teaching master, Ryan Lent, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> so happy you're here. Yeah. Is it okay that I'm clapping? Yeah. Yes. Please. <laughs> can I? Please. Can I, I, don't, I don't mean to steal. Can I? Do, I want to. Can I, can, I, can I cover indifference for you real quick here? Oh, can, you can do just play. We're here. I got wine. We got Ed for Red. We're ready. That's right. This is my special way to play indifference, right? Because you get the of the bass line, but then you also get the chord. And I was just fe- I was just feeling this today. <clears throat> I will light the match this morning. So I won't be alone Watch as she lies silent For soon life will be gone Oh, I was... What is it? Stand arms, arms outstretched? That's right. You got it. Stand <laughs> <laughs> arms outstretched Pretend I'm free to roam Oh, I will make my way through one more day. Hell. This is why we own kazoos. What's the next words? I will hold. I will hold. I will hold the candle. Hold the candle till it burns up my arms. Oh, I'll keep taking punches until their will grows tired. Oh, I will stare the sun down until my eyes go blind. Yeah, I won't change direction And I won't change my mind How much difference does it make? Mm, How much difference does it make? Thank you, brother. Very good. That just made not only my day, my week, but that just made my whole year oh, so far. I'm so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Much love. You know, Wes and I were like, hey, what are we going to do? You know, and he was kind of pitching around these ideas of talking about slow burns, right? Slow burn songs, slow burn PJ songs, something that maybe like ramps up at the end. And I was so excited when you came around because... You know, when you do your videos uh, labeled Campfire or Campfire Sessions, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, there's definitely going to be some PJ songs which are going to lend themselves really well to sitting around the campfire, pulling up a log, 
rolling up whatever you're going to have, pouring whatever you're going to have, hanging, hanging out. And so top of my list, Wes was like, don't tell me the songs, all right? Give me your top five. So, of course, Ryan pulls out my number one song. Now, it's not just my number one, but my number one version of Indifference that I saw was Night One, Madison Square Garden, 03. Ben Harper comes out and just lays in to an amazing duet with Eddie of Indifference. And the whole place, you could just, you could almost hear a pin drop. Like everyone got silent. It was amazing. And that memory has always really stuck out with me. So serendipity, my bro, that you're playing it and I'm feeling it. And, that you know, it's like this. I like this. I'm crossing my fingers, people. Ladies and gentlemen at home. So that's the DVD show, right? Live at the Garden. It it is. How lucky was that that um, they did two nights. We did back to back. Went into the city to do that one, and it was it was amazing. So it was actually yeah, happened to be recorded. I tried it. You know, I was up behind Matt Cameron's second level, so it's like I can almost catch a glimpse if I hit pause and magnify a hundred times but i know i'm there so it was good <laughs> it's all that matters it was awesome it was good so wes you brought up uh you know slow burn so how how are you defining this slow burn for us because it's pretty broad it is pretty, pretty broad. broad i wasn't so, sure what to choose yeah so you you actually said it perfectly because like my first instinct is okay what is a slow burn in my opinion is it something that you can play with an acoustic guitar and you don't feel like you're missing something. Mm. So in my brain, it's almost acoustic-esque. Like, for instance, what would they play at Benaroy Hall if it was that show, right? Typically, right. those songs would find themselves in that that venue. So that's how I have um, have kind of segmented the the slow burns for me was was in some sort of acoustic type of flair. So yeah, so and then, not. So not yeah. habit. We can't play habit. No, probably not habit. Play. And it's what's really <laughs> so unique for like Pearl Jam. Like they have those habit songs or yeah. um, uh, the one from the other one from No Coda, Lucan, right? That's really you know, punky and more heavy, heavy, high tempo. But then you have the slow burns. But inside this, in between those groups is like the real piece of Pearl Jam. Like everything else, 99% is outside inside those two corridors where it's slow burns versus the high tempo stuff, in my opinion. But loving it, even like present tense, right, Ryan? So present tense is a s slow burn at the beginning, but then it cranks up. So I had to admit that yeah. one. No, you got to keep that one. I mean, it burn. It's like a it's like a firework, dude. Imagine a really long fuse. It's got a slow burn, and then boom. It'll just hit you. I don't know. What do you think? Can you also not turn a song that might not be a slow burn song into a slow burn song? For instance, uh, Oceans would make a great acoustic song. Have we ever heard it that way? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I sense a new video coming this week from my main <laughs> well, I man, did, I, I, RL. I did the campfire version of Oceans, but I just mean Oceans in its tuning just the way it is. I think it'd be great. Oh, I, I can't yeah. do it because I'm not Pearl Jam, meaning like I'm not five people. But I think that they could do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, they might be able to pull it off, you know. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Oceans is Oceans I would I would put into the slow burn category. Oceans right. they, they they opened with that. They tend to open with slower songs like that. So that was also in the MTV unplugged. So I yeah, I'd probably say Oceans I'd consider that a slow burn. 
All right. Well, while while my main man Ryan is tuning up, Wes, give me one of your slow burns. Yeah. So, well, you already touched on one of them. That was actually number number two on the list. But one of my, which was indifference, and Ryan already played it. So, um, actually, my favorite. If you want to go right to number one, we can do it that way. Yeah. Let's just go. Go for it. So this one here, and and honestly, like another one of the ways I can like understand what a slow burn for me is. Like if I'm like shuffling on my iPhone and I'm in the car driving and I hear one of these songs, I automatically like get this weird feeling like, Oh my God, this song's so fucking good. I don't know if you guys, if it's different for me for like, if I hear a live, okay, that's great. I love that song. But if I hear man of the hour, it's like, holy shit, I love oh, this fucking song. Oh, good pull. I, love Dude, it. I like, do love Man of the Hour. Like, it's I listen, so great. I listened to Man of the Hour in preparation of this like eight times in a row. I was like, fuck, play it again, man. I just, I can't. Yeah. It's just what, again, for me, these songs have a different emotional feel to them for me. It's, and it's, it's some of the lyrics are so powerful. And again, for Man of the Hour, like Big Fish is a great movie, but I think that song was is just absolutely terrific definitely underutilized in the live show there was a stretch where they were kind of busting it out in there but it's been a long time since i've even seen that on the set list right and since we have a lot of exciting i mean boys we are 11 days away from pearl jam taking the stage in san diego they are going to be back they're going to hit the stage and uh so um Wes, you're going to be super pissed at me. If you want to come meet me at the MGM in Did Las Vegas, Are you going May 20th, yeah. I will be there. The one guy wearing the Pearl Jam shirt next to the progressive <laughs> slots like everybody else there. So, hey, anybody want to come out to Vegas on a Friday night? I'm flying in. Going to go right to, going to, go right to the show. Uh, you know, that'll be the only time I see you. Other than that, I, you know, it's, it's, it's Nino and wife time, you know, so we got to like go stretch away some other places, but what do you think? What do you think they're going to play their first song back on stage in San Diego? Are they going to go for a slow burn or are they just going to just go up there and just start tearing it up? What do you guys think? I mean, they've been away for a long time. Well, you know, I saw them in New Jersey and, uh, they, they went straight into two Two gigaton tracks, which I thought was awesome. They probably really wanted to freaking play those songs for anybody, <laughs> right? They yeah, exactly, right? I think so, too. I mean, I, I definitely know that they're going to go straight into some gigaton stuff. But uh, while we're, uh, we'll put that on hold, I see our main man, Ryan. He's got a guitar tuned up, so I'm not going to waste this opportunity. Hold on to the thread. The currents will shift Glide me towards you No, something's left And we're all alive To dream of the That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. That was amazing. But you can No, picture, I love that. You could picture that one as just all acoustic and just never getting bigger than that so is so ryan your turn then so is oceans on your list then or i guess before that am i am i off on the segmentation of the slow burn genre here oh no you're great i thought (laughs) what i hey 
to be totally honest, I thought you meant Pearl Jam songs that you didn't know you liked until six years later. Is what I thought you meant. Oh, oh. I have a lot of those. <laughs> <clears throat> I just went through ten. That was my that was my ten pick. I mean, Black. You know, that's kind of a no brainer. So I'm not going to put that one on my list just for because it's too obvious. Hold on, time out, time out, brother. Go ahead. Okay, so Black is in my constellation. My it's like number six. Okay, but <laughs> if, I, if I was true to myself, it would be in the top five. Now you said it that it was too easy. So tell me why that's too obvious. Tell me why black is too obvious. Because I too had the same thought. Like I can't put black in there. Come on, it's too obvious. Why did you feel that way? Well, yeah, I think I think you know it's 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 nice to hear songs done in a slightly from a slightly different angle. You know you know what I mean. And so if you do black acoustic, it's really just black you know on an acoustic guitar. You don't have to change anything about it at all. You just throw acoustic guitars in their hand and that's it. So so not that it isn't a slow burn, it's just not the one that I personally wanted to bring up at the moment. Okay. Yeah. All right. But black is a really neat black is one of the reasons why stone guitar stone guitar. <laughs> stone <laughs> why Stone Gossard is one of my favorite guitar uh well, no, he is my very favorite guitar player. And there's one note in black that I never knew was there until I did. And it's... I can ungoofify myself there quick. And it's this note. So you got the... You got the... And he hits that note. Mm-hmm. That note... I mean, listen to this chord. Just listen to this chord. That sounds like what is? Yeah. What do you think? What are you thinking? I'm thinking. I'm thinking some ugly monster just escaped from the basement. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but there it is. Black. It's a note that doesn't. Without getting into it, it's a note that doesn't belong in the key of the song. And mm-hmm. you know, you know that Stone was sitting there going. And he's like, okay, this is, this is all normal. And then he just kind of threw his pinky finger there once. And he was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. And I, I think his pinky is responsible more than him for, for that note being being in black. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's a wonderful note and it doesn't belong. And there it is. <laughs> and that's why it's good. You know, when I was, I was driving home today and I was thinking about... Um, how I cannot play the guitar as amazing as I would like to. But when I get into either a Pearl Jam song or another Campfire-esque song, for lack of a, a better way to describe it, or a slow burn, you know how if when you're in the pocket, it kind of takes you to that other place, right? And you don't even sometimes know you're playing. You're just kind of lost in the music. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about Ryan's songs that, maybe you would actually either play just for enjoyment where you just find yourself getting into it and, and you just lose yourself and maybe like a slow burn Pearl Jam song. And you're like, well, there just went 15 minutes that I have no idea what just happened. Right. You know how you're like, you, you, you drift, right? So you, what are some of the ones that you just find yourself playing and you're just like, Oh man, well, for whatever reason, I just get, lost in the chord or the chord structure and I don't have to think and I just flow. Yeah, well, it's not a slow burn, but my number one song that I can't start playing or else I'm not getting anything done for three days 
is is mm-hmm. faithful. I cannot stop playing faithful once I start. It is so fun to play. And it's got, oh yeah, and it's got, Faithful was one of those songs when I was on my quest, and I've been to like, I don't know, 19 or 21 Pearl Jam, I'm not sure. Uh, um, I have the ticket stubs, the information is there to be had. I could know if I needed to, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, on I had a list, I'm sure, I'm sure you both did the same thing. You had a list, whether it was in your head or a physical list of songs you needed to see Pearl Jam play. And Faithful's in a different tuning, but um, but I can approximate it. Um, that note that Stone plays, it's just a regular, the chords are C and G. And when the G chord's happening, Stone goes, G, that's what he's doing. And he goes from here to freaking here to get it done. There's like no reason to do it, but... And it's the one. It's the space in the song where there's. He took the one spot. You know, we're faithful. We all. Ble- there was one beat where there was nothing going on, and he took it. And then the second time, in the second time, he's uh, you know CG, and then he goes, and he goes all the way up there. Well, that's a D note, and a G chord is made up of three notes, G, B, and D. So I just always have a picture in my head of, of band. If they were like holding up signs of what they were playing, they'd be like, C, G, G, C. And then Stone's like, G. And that's what that note is. And then the next time he's, D. And that I needed to see. I needed to see him do that. And I finally did. On, in, in Oakland for the, uh, the, the not, not Gigaton, but the one before that. Lightning bolt. Lightning yes. Bolt. Yep. Yeah. I only saw it on the lightning bolt tour, and that checked my list. Wow! Out of nineteen shows, you, you were missing it the whole time. Missing That's it. That's rough, whole bro. Time, and then I was I was allowed now to say. I mean, you know, one time I went with my friend who was a Pearl Jam nut, and I didn't even know it. We were friends for a while before we realized we were both Pearl Jam nuts. And when they did that little Canada for no reason tour in oh something <laughs> oh five or something right uh and i lived near san francisco at the time and my buddy and i got on a plane got on a taxi went to the show got on a taxi got on a plane went home went to bed like that was the extent to which i needed to go see and on that one i think i saw i saw thank you there you go wes yes on your list this is on my list. Oh, here we go. That's right. another, another good reason to have a kazoo. Don't even think about reaching me. I won't be home Don't even think about stopping by Don't think of me at all I did what I had to do If there was a reason, it was you. 
So I, perfect segue, perfect segue, Ryan, because you better but, talk about the kazoo because yeah, I want to come okay. back to the kazoo Let's, when you're done. Okay. All right. So, so when I when you busted out the kazoo, all I can think of is like Kermit the Frog busting out the kazoo. Like I would just know that like if Doctor Teeth and his band were up there and Fozzie was on, if he was on the the piano. And busted out that because that's what it sounded like. Because I'm waiting for a harmonica, and I get this very Muppet feel when you bust it. It's so good, dude. I was just it was made me happy in my heart. Okay, so let's 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 address footsteps real quick. So footsteps was on my list. Okay, definitely on my list. Okay, it could it honestly it could be number one. It could be at that that rate now. I guess the question for you, Ryan, is we we talked about Nino and I talked about a few things in this podcast. We've talked about some of the lost dog stuff, which this is where it falls onto, right? And then we talked about in brief passing the Mama Song stuff. So in the Mama Song trilogy, it was live once footsteps. That's right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So in your brain. Because again, the first time I heard footsteps, I'm not considering the setting that Eddie has has uh, given to us in the song, but in the as he verbalizes it, it's different from where I had thought. So, in your opinion, the first time you heard that song, where is that setting taking place? Because it's changed the meaning of Nino with Nino of how he interprets the song and how he really enjoys it or not. Yeah, well, you know, it's hard to unknow stuff right but I, I i never i of course i didn't understand that it was the guy who went crazy and was now in jail right which is right exactly crazy. yeah but i i just i i i just had the impression that and also i it i have mm, lyrics don't i don't i don't listen to them i'm always listening to the guitar and the lyrics are the but maybe not so when i was 12 and i heard that song for the first time or or whatever and but i do remember having just an impression that well, first of all, when you're that age, you don't know what the hell adults are talking about. Like, what do these words mean? And sometimes, yeah, exactly. sometimes you're right. Like, black hole sun, those words, he's just painting a picture of a very strange place. And that's exactly what mm-hmm. I get out of that song. And you try to dig deeper and there isn't anything specific. There may be deep feelings that emerge or something. But, you know, back to Footsteps, it's a song about a guy in prison um, and I always had the impression that it was about a guy who, for one reason or another, couldn't be visited. <laughs> he was yeah. stuck in his house or something, you know, whatever. But I, so I got it right, but I didn't know the background, as you know, you just said, of specifically wh- why he wasn't able to be visited. Yeah, no, I, again, for me, Footsteps is always, when, it, when I first said, I never heard Footsteps until Lost Dogs came out. Oh, okay. And, when I had heard that the first time in my brain, I think, how can this not be on, on 10? How can it not be on that record? And honestly, like a lot of my, a lot of my slow burn jams, and this was another one of the topics I want to bring up is are more the older 10 verses, uh, vitology. A lot of those are where I find myself gravitating to those, these tracks, these songs. So it's true, man. Uh, basically, you know, what, when you're talking Lost Dogs, you know, one of the slow burn jams on there that I would, that's on my list that I'd actually like to hear live once. It's it's really deep. It's uh, The Strangest Tribe. 
And so it's one, it, it's just, it's really, really cool. I've been listening to it quite a bit lately. Um, Sweet Lou is on there too, a little bit, because it's kind of a slow burn, right? So you got to let, you know, I do like my basketball. So of course I like my Sweet Lou reference. But when I was listening to uh, Strangest Tribe yesterday morning, I was like, damn, dude, every time I hear it, it just sounds a little bit better each time I hear it. And that's one that I would really like to have them just like, pull out once in a while at least to like check it off my list is getting smaller but there's still a bunch on Ooh, there that so. would be i would say man that i'd say the odds are slim of that one but not zero i not know zero. not zero what other kind of songs you got there wes okay so that man of the hour and footsteps one of my favorite slow burns is release and they typically open with that one ryan knows this one he's getting ready let him go let him go so i let him go yeah let me take the mic for two minutes so uh yeah i have a very connection with this one because a it's just a obviously a beautiful little melody but then ed his vocals are just absolutely amazing in this but um just just the connection father and son thing and then now i have i'm a father so it's just like nothing honestly yeah nothing good really gets better than release so go ahead please ryan Oh, I was yeah, I was just alluding to the riff. This one's really hard to play and sing at the same time, which is yeah. and it's not so hard to keep doing. It's hard to find the first beat. Which way to go like that? <laughs> Windowsills. And it's also, you know, you need Jeff's going or else it's it doesn't even kind of do it for you without Jeff. Which is, I haven't quite figured out a way to can't do both of those things at the same time so maybe i should like do something like like maybe that's solo release i know it's not release and maybe you're only allowed to do it for like one verse and then you have to be done but way to go Every once in a while, I see the verse on a rocking horse at time. I see the verse for the second time, yes, in the rain. <laughs> oh. That's solo release because you're you're free to sing it instead of worrying about doing that. Even if it's not release, there you go. That's my thoughts on that. So for me, it's opposite, Ryan. So you've been you're, you're focused on the the musical side of mm-hmm. Pro Jam, whereas early on it was like just lyrics, like just like just powerful lyrics for me. So, but that's why this one's so passionate for me. But anyway, give me one of yours, Ryan. We've only just, I think you said well, Nothing Man is the song that I owe everything to Nothing Man. Um, nothing Man is the song that absolutely. That uh, here, let me. I'm gonna get one of my prized possessions here that I, that just came in the mail. It's the song that got me into. I mean, it's the reason why I like music, basically, because I told you last time, my parents didn't really listen to music. 
heard Pearl Jam, and it took me a while to get into it. But Nothing Man was a song that made that was the broke the dam. And uh, so I owe all homage to that song as an entity all, all in and of itself. And the man who played on the Nothing Man demo in the first place ever, um, and I consider him as sort of mid midwifing the song, you know, helping to midwife the song is Jeff's friend Richard. And Richard sends me his his albums that he makes whenever he makes them. And so I've got this handwritten note from Richard, the Stuvaru, the guy who played on the demo Nothing Man. Ryan, hope you dig the new one. Will be fun to chat, blah, blah, blah. From the guy who midwifed the song in the... And so this... Oh, my God. Piece of paper is one of my <laughs> prized possessions. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Nothing Man. And I don't play Nothing Man correctly because it's in this wacky tuning um, that I can never remember what it is. It doesn't... It has no relevance in any other part of the world, any or time or space or history. Um, and so I can never remember what it is. But the point of Nothing Man is you've got... It's, it's in the key of F. <laughs> And there's two notes in the key of F that you're always allowed to hear all the time. Doesn't matter what's going on. And they are F and C. <laughs> They're F and C. And uh, the thing that really gets me about Nothing Man is you hear those two notes in every single chord. So what I like to do is tune... My, my own special tuning is tune those two strings up to F and C instead of doing this thing where I think he's got the capo on the first four string and not the, it's really crazy, you know, but Jeff came up with this one, not stone with his life wasted and leave the capo off the E string deal. Um, but so my own little hack way, and I think you'll agree that there's not much missing, if anything. Walls divided. There's nothing left to subtract Some words when spoken Can't be taken back Walks on his own With thoughts he can't help thinking Futures above but in the past he's slow and sinking Caught a bolt of lightning Curse the day he let it go Nothing man Nothing man Isn't it something Nothing man Mind if I keep going? Sure, go, just go She wants believe In every story he had to tell One day she stiffened Took the other side Empty stairs From each corner of a shared prison cell One just escapes One's left inside the well 
and he who forgets will be destined to remember. Oh, oh, oh nothing man, nothing man could have been something. Nothing man. Oh, she don't want him. Oh, she won't feed him after he's flown away. Oh, into the sun. Yeah, into the sun. Nothing, man. Nothing, man. Could have been something. Nothing, man. Oh, <laughs> wait until the end to mess up. Oh. Woo Amazing. That was great, man. Oh, that you. was absolutely great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. I think one of the hardest things is as a singer, which I never can, I always, I wanted to be. Um, and now, now I think I am at least to the extent that I can ever be. Um, mm -hmm. but, but when you, especially when you have like a, um, when you feel as strongly towards a, a singer, meaning Eddie, when I was, I on, I literally only listened to Pearl Jam from ages 13 to freaking like 28 or so. I don't, I don't know for a long time. You inevitably kind of mimic, right? It's, yeah, it's. And, and so for like the first, well, first of all, I'll just tell you, um, I, I'm unfortunate enough to own a CD of my first performance ever. And I, I, was, I was 18 years old and I'd just gone to that Pearl Jam concert and as, as we talked about. And then I'm like, I'm going to start a band. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is I'm going to do music. And wow. Okay. So I am. So that's crazy. But, you know, because you think those things. But and then... Um, and then I got my my best friend who didn't play guitar together with my girlfriend's uncle and some guy we'd never met on the drums before. <laughs> and I, I wrote these songs and we played a performance and I was so nervous. I was so nervous that my voice was shaking and I sounded like a goat. I literally sounded like a goat because <laughs> I was shaking so bad. And what's worse is I was like, I didn't know how to use my own voice. I was singing in what I thought was like how Eddie Vedder would sing. And it was just bad. Mm -hmm. it was bad. It was bad everywhere, all around. And <laughs> the whole, from from the goat, it's like it was like Eddie, if Eddie Vedder was a goat. That's what uh, only only worse. And it's so, <laughs> and Ryan was the evil little goat. It, he was, it, dude. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly where I was going. He beat me there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. The point is, and I think it, it goes for everything because anything you do, and even if it's not your literal voice, you know what I mean. Find a way to do it the way you do it and then it's going to be 
like no one else can do it with, you know, this podcast or doing marketing or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. So I want to, I want to come back on that, that story because so Eddie's voice, I always hear a difference in Eddie's voice. So Ed, he starts off the super baritone. And then as you get closer towards like yield, the voice seems to come up a few octaves. You got a, and then it, you got a little in here with his voice and yield. Yep. Yeah. And then it comes way down in riot act. Like it's super baritone. So yeah. I don't know if he's doing that like artificially or if his voice has been changing, but I don't know. Just my observation. Yeah, no. So I think, you know, uh, you're always giving yourself feedback, whether you realize it or not. So, and the way I always tell people to sing is I, I don't, I've never taken a singing lesson. I know people who give, who, who provide singing lessons and they seem to do a really good job. But that said, I don't know what a singing lesson is. I could not do one because I don't know what it is. So whenever, you know, someone comes to me and says, how do I sing? I say, record yourself singing. Take mental notes of what you like and what you don't like. Keep the things you like. Change the things you don't like. Do that over and over and over again. And that process, especially for someone who's listening to, you know, putting records together. So you're listening to yourself sing whether you want to or not. Holy crap, many times, right? And and singing on stage. And, and you're, you're, whether you realize it or not, and he probably does, you're, you're going through that process of editing the way you do stuff. And your preference, just like with anything, will change over time. So I wouldn't, this is just me thinking about the world without having any validation whatsoever. But but my, my guess is that, uh, well, not my guess, that's his preference. He could sing the other way if he wanted to right now, but it's also a little bit of muscle memory. So it's like, it takes a while to steer the ship. When I was listening to a little bit of his most recent uh, solo project with uh, Eddie Better Earthling, I was like, man, it was it was great again. You know, I put on the headphones, cranked it up, listened to it as loud as I could, and you know, it, and again, it's ever changing. Just the constant evolution of his music and his singing and what he's actually bringing to the table. It's it's fantastic. You know, I got a little Peter Gabriel feel from his first song, Inevitable, a little bit. You know, I definitely heard invincible. some of that going on. Invincible. invincible. Yeah. I worked. It's inevitably invincible. <laughs> dude, that's, um, dude, first off, that song is badass. Like, that's the one yeah. song, a part of that album that it's like, holy shit, I love this song. Because yeah. it's like, he also, like today, he was on Instagram, did something with the, um, the space station. Like, it's like yeah. NASA has taken Invincible and basically said, this is our, like, anthem. Like, here, thanks, Eddie. That's right. This is our anthem. I saw that video. As I, long as he's not, as long Eddie's up there, up there giving the Vulcan symbol, you know, going like that. And I, being, I like, love it, you know, man. I love DJ, that jam. That's such a good jam. I, yeah. think, I think Josh wrote Invincible. Because it, Josh is amazing. Yeah, because it's stuff. It, yeah. Like it's thumb guy stuff, and this isn't where Eddie goes usually. He's not not a thumb no. guy, but that's getting to be. And if you watch if you watch the videos of them playing it, Eddie's playing because the chords are this and this and this and this, and that's elderly woman behind the counter, small town. 
but that's that's <laughs> but that, that's, that's what he's doing. But that's not invincible, right? Invincible is. Uh, oh, C. Here we go. I can get this. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it. So you got the D. And then you got the C. But now you can do stuff you can't do down here, up here. And I just, given that Eddie's doing this in the performance and Josh is doing... Uh, I think Josh wrote that riff. That's what I think. Well, you know, Eddie's not playing like John Frusciante. You know what I'm saying? Right. That guy has got the thumb action. Yeah. Like, he can get that bad boy yeah. all the way over, <laughs> right. right? I don't know how he does what he does. No. So, yeah. speaking of thumb, that's a good segue. So, in my top five is Thumbing My Way. Love me some Thumbing My Way. And uh, I'd be honored to hear some of that because... That one just makes me feel good about life, especially when you're in the dead of winter and he's talking about no matter how cold the winter, there's a springtime ahead. It's just, it just makes you want to continue on. So I'll take some thumbing my way, please. And thank you. I have not been home since you left long ago. I'm thumbing my way back to Counting steps, walking backwards on the road. Coming my way back to heaven. Now this chord that comes up is really interesting because this is not something Eddie would. It's been, a big change. This yeah. is a really hard chord. This is next. Yeah, you're right. We got. Um, oh, you know what I'm thinking? I let go of the rope, but we got. Um, I can't. Oh, I don't remember what happens next. I know it's G. I can't be free with what's. He does like three different ways to play G. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget, but they're all G, so I'm just gonna cheat. I can't be free with what's locked. Oh, I don't remember. The chord I'm thinking of is this one. It's all right. <laughs> that felt good, though. It felt good. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I've never done thumbing my way. That was my first try. So there you go. I mean, I was amazing. I know how to play. I did a video, yeah. but I've never like tried to sit there and sing it um, and do it at the same time. And this chord is a chord that I unwittingly happened upon once, too. So I know how it happens. Um, I was sitting there one day and, you know, I had rolled something and I was just, I was just following the, following the, where, the, where, where, whatever it is was going. And, and I just literally put my finger on the guitar and I just, I just did that. And I was like, man, that's a cool freaking chord. And this is, uh, I always forget what it is. It's a, it's a D major seven add nine is what, is what it is. And, uh, the chord in my thumbing my way video, I got it wrong when, um, I let go the rope. That part. And I thought it was F. Sounds like F. Also, this was years ago, and I couldn't pick out the things I can pick now. And from now, I'll be able to pick things I can't pick up now. But the point is, um, he played F major 7 add 9 in the exact shape that I stumbled upon by accident once. And this is not... I let go the rope. There 
ago to C. And so given that, this isn't something he ever does ever again in anything he's ever done. And all the things he's done, he's never played this major seven add nine shape. No possible way he didn't just do it. And it was like, oh, that's a good, like, it happened. There's no other way it happened. <laughs> I let go the road thinking that's what helped me back. I never do that quite right. And in time I realize it's now wrapped around my neck. And he ends up on F. And then he goes back to F. So it's funny. Can't see what's next from this lonely overpass. There it is. Hang my head and count my steps as another car goes past. Anyways, two, two Fs in a row. <laughs> okay. Hey. Okay. Hold on. So we're taking All requests. Right, we're taking requests now. No. Right. <laughs> we're making them work. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, no. so, Ryan, so as I mentioned last time, you've been a big inspiration for me to get back into guitar. And I've done, I've had a lot, I've learned a lot of your videos and one was light years. So light years was a consolate. It was in the six to 10 range for me. And so was um, a side of hand, which I think is fantastic. One oh, of my that song was so fun. That's one of those fun to play. Songs. Dude, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's difficult because you said it's a different kind of five, Core or five step versus four. Yeah, five four. chords in the phrase. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but one of my favorite slow burns, and again, this just goes back to how I articulate what a slow burn is. Every time I hear the intro to Immortality, uh, like holy shit, this song is so damn good. Like that song there, even just the lyric, "Some die just to live." Like, can we just understand like how amazing that piece of art is like it's it's that song in itself is not i don't think as as uh publicized as it should be like i think especially when he plays it live because he plays a little bit of the intro a little bit longer but anyway go ahead Ryan. i think what you're trying to say is um i i feel bad for everyone who's not aware of that song and as time goes right. on it's more and more people as more and more people are born you know there's more and more people mm -hmm. who will likely never become aware of immortality and it's not okay, I think is what you're saying. No, it is not. I think that's a bumper sticker that needs to be made in some way, shape, or form. has no place on the earth, cannot find the comfort in this world. Artificial tears, artificial tears, vessels stamped next to volunteers, vulnerable wisdom can't adhere. Truant finds home and wish you hold on. If there's a trapdoor in the sun, I don't actually know the word for this song, so there's a couple of words that I'll just kind of not quite say, and it's because I'm not quite sure. 
Immortality. It's privileged as a whore, victims in demand for public shows swept out through the cracks beneath the door. Holier than now, how surrendered, executed, anyhow, scrawled his own cigar box on the floor. A true and finds home, and I wish to hold on, but there's a trapdoor in the sun. Immortality. I gotta find it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, all I got. Dude, that's all right, man. That was a good Mike McCready right there, dude. Good. Yeah. Made us proud. Made my, us proud. One of my favorite solos. Do you think that's Mike? Dude, that has to be Mike because, again, that was one of my favorite solos of Mike, too. Yeah. Especially in the Ben and Royal Hall. Okay. The show. So so I'm going to I'm gonna just for the sake of arguing or just argue. Please the, argue. Argue, yeah. argue the possibility that it's not Mike because... He never, ever, ever plays it anything like that live, ever. Not even one time. I think that this is Mike. What is it? I can find it every time except for right now. Whatever. I think that that part is Mike, because this is a Mike... I mean, it's a move for everybody, but Mike does it like nine times out of ten. That's a Mike move. He does it all the time. But this is isn't move but this I'm th and then this like I think that's I don't want to use the word beneath Mike I just think he doesn't I don't I'm not saying that if that's stone that he's beneath Mike but I think that because Mike can do it <laughs> I think because Mike can scoopity hummer and burbida in in ways that most people can't. I don't think he spends a lot of time doing this. That's a stone thing. That's a rhythmic weirdo, and all rhythmic weirdo things are stone things. And it's so weird, especially with the where you get that. Like I think that Stone did the first half on the record, and Mike did the second half. And that's what I think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Loving that, dude. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. <clears throat> Plus, you know, when Mike hits it, dude, there's just, like, flames coming from the strings, dude. He's just, like, tearing that shit up, dude. Cannot wait to see what these guys look like coming up, man. How long has it been? How long has it been since Immortality's come out? 25? 28 years? Long time. 29 years? It's been a long time. 93. So I always look to go see, like, how does the song change? How does it evolve? Does it even change? Right? Or do they just have it down so pat? So I'm always like, you know, Wes is always kind of like, 
oh god, you know, I, I don't purist. know how I like. I'm a purist. He's a purist. He's like, I don't know, Pearl Jam's changing, dude. I don't know if I can deal with it. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be like how I remember it from 1994. And I'm like, well, you know, can't can't go back there, you know, can't go back. So I want to see how these guys are going to take to the stage here in this next month, you know. It'll be interesting to see what what it looks and what it sounds like. I'm especially excited to see, because I did see Ed about a month and a half ago during the Earthlings tour, and uh, he sounded amazing, even though he's coming off of all this COVID craziness and all that, and Josh was awesome, and Chad Smith. Chad Smith was banging his drumsticks so hard. I've never seen someone throw seven to eight broken drumsticks out into the crowd in Benaroya Hall. I didn't even see him doing that when I go see him do the Chili Peppers, dude. He was just banging it so hard. And I was like, you know, and what was cool, I was like, that is just not Matt Cameron, which was awesome to see all these different guys come together. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this evolution of music. Plus, the boys are in the studio cutting a new record right now. Pearl Jamming? So I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm They pretty, are, that's they're, they're working on new music as we speak, you know? And so I'm, uh, I'm kind of interested to see, are they even going to let a new song fly in the next 12 months live on wow. stage? So we might be seeing some new stuff. Mm. Wes, Wes is not sure. I wasn't he's, sure of he, that. I didn't know. He, I didn't know about that. Boys, boys are in the studio. They've been cutting some new stuff. They've been working on this record for a is, while. Uh, is and, uh, uh, the seventh member is Josh there too? Is he? I don't think your favorite person, Josh, will be. I, he's not. I don't know, probably. So you Josh. don't have to worry that someone else is going to be intruding and infringing <laughs> on the band. Okay, <laughs> I know you're like, yeah. you know, I can only handle so much. That's right. Boom was enough, right? You know, <laughs> he's like, I cut it off at boom. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'll be good. Well, hit me up with a couple more of your slow burns here, Wes. You got anything left for us? Well, what, one last one for me. I'll get some of my um, like a, my consolation prizes. So, daughter, of course, is one of my favorites. Oh yeah. But I will say one of the easier songs, and Ryan, you don't have to play it. But long, he doesn't have to. Long keep road. This guy. Long road. I absolutely love Long Road. The, one, the, the, the song that's one chord is the one I don't have to play. That's, what, that, that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> that's why I said it. Because it's, it's one of the most... Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then, and then one more from... I don't even know if I consider this a Pearl Jam song because Victoria Williams wrote it. But Crazy Mary, anytime I hear Crazy Mary, I have to... Um, yeah. Right there, Wes. I knew I put... I knew you were going to say it. Since we're drinking some bottles and putting yeah. it down. Now, I want to know if you think In Hiding is a slow burn. Well, that's, that's the, that's the, that was the second to last song that got checked off my list. That's my number one favorite song. Yeah. Yep. Love it so much. And so, um, I've, I've told Wes this a couple times. So, I was lucky enough to go to Eddie's house a couple times. Because I used to work for this uh, contractor who was uh, redoing his kitchen. <laughs> he wasn't there. And I don't want to... This is his privacy. But, you know, he's got some areas of the home that are very secret. And 
up and away and tucked in and all these different things. And so I just remember going through the house. I'm like, dude, I know he wrote in hiding. It had to be like up in this area up here where no one can get to. No one can see. There's guitars in every room of the house. Right. And so when I think of in hiding, for me, it's got that slow burn. Like I can imagine that around the campfire. And I just love that song so much. And for a number of different reasons. So when did you get to see In Hiding there, Ryan? Uh, day two of The Gorge, the time they played twice, not three times. <gasps> That's where I've seen you. I know I've seen that guy. Now I know. We we had to be neighbors down there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was sure. I was in like the 23rd row or something. It was pretty special. There were a lot of people there. I don't know how I got those seats, but... But yeah, yeah. So yeah, in hiding is funny because it would be another. You kind of have to change it because well, for this is great. But then the guitar part isn't standalone, meaning you need the rest of the band there to to pull it off. Yeah, and I don't quite remember it off the top of my head. You know, it's a lot of single notes. What? So you'd have to do something different to it. And when you do something different to it... You're kind of playing Elderly Woman Behind the Counter again. <laughs> <Let's watch it. laughs> and then when you boil them down, like a third of Pearl Jam songs boil down to Elderly Woman Behind the Counter. Songs. Yeah, but that does, I mean, that's not a rub. It's just they boil up so well that they know how to mm-hmm. boil stuff up that they could turn many uh, 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 lackluster things into very lustrous things um, is, is what I'm trying to say there. So, you know, you could kind of, so, yeah. No way in around. I turned and walked the hallway and pulled the curtains down. I knelt and emptied the mouths of every plug around. Nothing sound Nothing sound I stayed where my last step left me Ignored all my rounds Soon I was seeing visions And cracks along the wall you see what I mean? It's like, it's in hiding because of the melody. It's not in hiding right. because mm-hmm. of the guitar. And the guitar is my other favorite thing. The vocals. and the, I love them both together, the guitar and the vocals. But I, I enjoyed doing that right there. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did uh, When you went to the Gorge to see that one, was that the weekend where it was like 118 degrees outside? That's right. Two days in a row? Yep. Yep. And Eddie got up on top of the uh, soundboard in the middle and sang "Given to Fly." Yep. I don't know if you were at that one. I was, yeah, I was at that one. I was at both those days, and he said he did. The, yeah. He did the whole uh, "Raise your hand if you vomited last night" thing. <laughs> Good job. 
Hopefully not too much. No. Hopefully not too much vomiting going he on. Said, he said, raise your hand <laughs> if you vomited last night. And he said, okay, I'll start it. Because he drank, he, drank, yeah. he drank two bottles of wine on, on the first day. Is what I know. Yeah. Actually, was watching. I was like, "Oh, that's a new bottle." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes he busts out the Magnum. You know, I always try and like hone in. I'm like, I want. I know the uh, the ten dollar radius red blend I'm drinking. Right. I'm like, I wonder if I was like, can I ever get a taste of what Ed's drinking? Never gotten quite down to the front row where they do the crazy Mary and they drink the bottle and they pass it around, but. Yeah. Maybe one day, dude. I don't know about this next tour, but hopefully. Well, yeah, probably no sharing uh, bodily fluids on the next tour, but no. yeah, okay. maybe not so much these days. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll Brian, be good. Brian, do you have one more for us? One more slow burn of yours? Um, that's a great question. My plan, my only plan, was to make no plan and just kind of go through the records here, <laughs> and that's what I've been doing here. Um, like come back, come back's one of mine. I love come back. That song is so dear to my heart. Um, it so closely yeah. resembles black as far as the the music goes. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, come back is. Um... Come back is one five four in the key of F sharp, and black is one. Four and one four in the key of E. So you know it's not wildly different, and it's not you know no. <laughs> Sorry, the same one. <laughs> You're like no, <laughs> not even close, Wes. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Good try. Good try. That's yeah. that's always been one of my favorites. What do, you, what, what, do you, what do you think of Sirens, Ryan? Sirens, I'm not a big fan of. What do you think of Sirens? Well, I love Sirens. Well, I'm I'm going to say there's something to love in every Pearl Jam song. So while Sirens is certainly not, um, it's in my it's in my bottom quartile of Pearl Jam songs. Uh, when I let when I listen to it, I like to listen to Stones because he does a lot of really remarkable auxiliary guitar. Is what I call it. He's kind of following the melody with his lead parts with these nice echo trails going on. Um, so I think st when I have to listen to sirens, I'm, I listen, <laughs> I listen, I listen to, and you know, Hey, I, we, we all say enough really great things about all these guys, um, that I'm just going to go ahead and say a, a critique, you know, um, I don't like, um, I don't like how much of a deal was made out of. What? Because I I also love the other hundred of their songs, so I'm just going to take this moment. <laughs> sure, I don't. Yes. Um. Not a big fan of how much uh, weight was put on this simple thing. Um, not that simple's bad. Um. Also, it's not, it's a little unique. That's fine. Um, but it's such a long song. They could have, if I wrote that song, it would have been done in three minutes, no more. Uh, you know, because that's, that's, that's a commitment. And, and, yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, what, last thing is, and he's earned the right to do this, has Mike McCready. Mm -hmm. He's earned the right to do whatever he wants. Um, I don't like this guitar switching on. Like he's he's got a showcase. Like Eddie could play that chord progression, right? 
and and that'd be fine. And Mike could just do his my and then he did. But the, <laughs> I think it's really funny that they switch guitars for Mike so that he can do his his solo, which is awesome. I actually like the solo. Um, but there you go. That said, it's a Pearl Jam song, so it's still above most other songs in the universe for me. But it's in the lower <laughs> quartile of my Pearl Jam songs. The end of rant. <laughs> no objection here. No objection here. Some people, for some, I've heard this before, where people have said this is the most perfectly written Pearl Jam song of all time. And I just, I'm just like, I'm not getting it. So maybe it, it's structurally perfectly. I don't know, but it's just not my jam. First of all, to say a per, so, it's who are these people? What are these people? Writing? I don't know. I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it around the Pearl Jam community. I guess I don't know. Just at concerts or something like this. Okay. Oh, Cyrus. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's the most. It is. <laughs> it is literally the most top forty Pearl Jam song that exists. Mm-hmm. And. And Pearl Jam should be able to write that song every once in a while. And I'm okay. I'm good with that, you know, because yeah. that's, yeah. it's an aberration in their thing. And, but the, you know, the top 40 um, has a formula and it's the same sure. goddamn thing every time. And if you just nothing against country pop, cause it's enjoyable or poppy country or whatever, it's, en- it's enjoyable. I don't mind when it's on, but if I'm starting to look into it, I start to tear my hair out because every single song is the same song. Yes, for for real, you know, and um, and so Sirens is kind of that song. If I was gonna pick my favorite top forty esque Pearl Jam song of all time, it would be "I Am Mine." That's a very top forty esque. Um, something really weird happens in "I Am Mine," and I I didn't notice it until one time I was playing the vinyl, and my uh, one of the speakers cords was gone, and so I was hearing the other channel. For the first time, like all by itself, for the I was hearing left without right or vice versa, whichever. Nice, nice. But I was always looking. I was always and hearing is a is a strange thing because you can hear stuff different if you try to hear stuff different. Um, and I was always listening to I am mine, and I'm listening to the chord progression, and it is, it is unequivocally D F C G. But it is always just had it in my mind that is it D or is it D minor? So here's option A. Selfish, they're all standing in line. Option B. Selfish, they're all standing. And we all know it's the first one. Because, but the, 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 the thing about it is the chord F, C, and G don't belong with the chord D. They belong with the chord D minor. So D minor would be the right chord, which is a dumb thing. Eddie Eddie plays D and F together all the time. They don't belong together. He does. It's like one of his things. Great, cool. Um, but my cable was out on my speaker this one day when I I don't even remember when or where it was or whatever. But I I swear to you on on my mother's house or cat or something something that's important to my mother but not my mother is that uh, is there are two guitars one left and one right in in hiding and one is playing D. And one is playing D minor. I promise you. That's not something that happens. You don't have one guy playing the major chord and one guy playing the minor chord. And I'm sure that no one in Pearl Jam remembers that that's the case because they would have been hands off on that decision. They, there would have been some tracks and, you know, who, who mixed, the, who produced that album? It was probably Brendan O'Brien, right? Or not, whatever. Uh, and so he blended together the two chords that. You're not allowed to do that. that. That's the thing about it's just <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. 
that's all. And it's there. And you can only hear it if you take one of your speakers off of your, uh, off your record. <laughs> you know, Eddie is very much upfront about the fact he always says this, like, I am not a true musician. I memorize patterns and I just put them together and I continually do that. He mentioned that at the last solo show that I went to, he's like, you know, I always want to give it up to real true music musicians. He says that all the time. And for me, I'm like, well, I mean, you're making music. I, I get it that you're not classically trained in chord structure and maybe writing music and so and note progression and so on and so forth. But I mean, is there any validity to say that Eddie Vedder is not a true musician? Does that make sense? No. And what... No. Because, listen, when I when I put... And listen, I'm not trained either. I just... I learned all this stuff by figuring out Pearl Jam songs and teaching other people. Like, I literally learned by teaching. I didn't go to music school. I've never had a guitar lesson. I just play the guitar a lot. And then you teach people... You have to learn what to say when you teach people. You have to learn what to say. So before I was a teacher, I was a musician like Eddie, which is to say, if he, if he, if he plays this chord, he doesn't know that this is D with an F sharp in the bass. And that's E with a G sharp in the bass. And that's F with an A in the bass. And that's G with a B in the bass. That's what makes better man. That's better man, right? But just because he doesn't know what to call it, doesn't mean he's not playing music. That's absurd. In fact, I would suggest that because he doesn't know what to call it, he can be more pure in his communication with his artistic self. He may not be able to tell somebody what to do, but that's not his job. Like, how awesome to do that and just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Better Man didn't hit any of our top fives. Is that true? Is that a fair statement? That's the most top 40 Pearl Jam song, but it gets a <laughs> That is. That probably is. Yeah. So it wasn't on mine either. Okay. But I do People love, love Better Man. I dude. do love that song, though. How can you not love Better Man? Great song. Yeah. 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 Do you want to wrap it up, Nino? Um, all I have to say is I'm just super thankful that uh, you guys are here, and it just uh, makes me feel good to keep talking about these guys. I'm super excited for what the year has to come. Boys are getting back on stage. They're writing new music. They're going to get back out there. Uh, I hope that their trip over to Europe is safe. And uh, I hope that they uh, can just jam out and uh, do what they do, you know. And if, uh, if it's not too late for you guys, I will be trying to send you all a link uh, when I am in the show. Nice. Over there at MGM, it'll probably be close to 11 or midnight on Eastern Standard Time, but it will be a Friday, so I won't be so, feel so bad. So I will figure out how to FaceTime that. When they play Faithful for you or in hiding, I will get that shit on there, and, uh, and it'll sound like crap, but at least you'll know that it is happening. So it, it's going to be amazing. So... Um, I just thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you so much, Wes. I just had the best time, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. I know last time we were like, oh, yeah, we'll make this a yearly thing, but now it's starting to feel like a quarterly thing. Mm -hmm. 
Perfect. A true artist, Mr. Ryan Lent in the house. We cannot thank you enough. Don't forget to look him up on uh, ryanlent.com. Is that correct? Go to my YouTube. There's nothing good on my website except for that my grandma calls brushing your teeth ablutions. Okay, fair enough. Don't forget to look him up (laughs) on the YouTube, which is the most amazing thing you'll ever see in your whole life. And Wes, you're pretty good too. And we love you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Ryan.